Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time, work, Friends, family, expect you to be on 24-7? Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. Uh, I am your host, Blake Bubble. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back for uh, our favorite time of week as we dive into our picks. And uh, they've gone pretty well the past couple weeks, I'd say. Uh, and now we prepare for uh, a Week 12 slate that, Dylan, as always, you know, before we hop on, we go through, we have to make sure we have our picks slotted in everywhere on our sheet and all that. And, and we, this is, and we'll get to them here in a minute, but... I don't know that I can remember a week, and it feels like we've said this on some of the different ones, like upsets mm-hmm. and all that, but <laughs> this week it was lock of the week because, I mean, I looked up and down this sheet several times, and I I still don't feel comfortable with my lock of the week, so let's just note that mm-hmm. out of the gate here. Uh, that could produce a lot of interesting results, I guess, this week because there are just a lot of games where, yeah, you know, maybe some of these teams are, are – okay significant type of favorites in these games but i don't know there there's a lot of games feel like they go a lot of directions here yeah it took until week 12 for vegas to be on top of their game with these spreads <laughs> like you said it's really not easy to do the lock of the week i uh, yeah there's a lot of options for game of the week at least uh, two or three that came to mind and then yeah for upsets uh, i know we have a few in here as well but yeah the locks man uh, there's usually there's one that stands out like you're saying and this time there really isn't i i don't feel right, for a lock of the week we'll see it's going to be kind of funny to think about it if you'd heard it three weeks ago for mine and uh, yours is probably more reasonable but we'll yeah we'll get to those and yeah uh, we'll see if anyone else has any thoughts on the rest of them because it's it's not an easy slate if you're picking on the spread i'd feel much better just picking straight up this week yeah i know that's the case and uh that starts us off with the thursday night game uh, again we don't ever spend a lot of time on this because you guys will be listening to it uh probably while this game is going on or after this game is over uh the Colts at the texans the texans are three and a half point favorite I will say I originally had this as my lock of the week, uh, which is sort of, in, in, I guess, crazy in a sense because we just saw the Texans <laughs> come out so flat against the Ravens. Um, and then with the Colts, it's like, well, you know, they're not that bad. Um, but it looks like at least uh, looking at the things that the T.Y. Hilton is at least trending in the right direction. Uh, could play, I guess, in this game. Uh, probably mm. a game-time decision. 
But, mm-hmm. you know, I still, as we say, and we should probably put this caveat out here with any game like this, it's a divisional game, especially in our branded AFC South here. <laughs> I was going to say. Divisional games late in the season produce such sort of unique outcomes and like you know we can feel like we know something completely one way or the other but these divisional games like the second time around uh for some of these teams it's a lot harder to predict uh who's going to come out on top although the texans are at home here um even if ty hilton does play i just don't know with Mm -hmm. that colts offense we mentioned like jonathan williams naheem hines are going to step in at running back but I don't know that they're going to have enough firepower maybe to to score enough points to win this game. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Texans in this one, but I do not feel great. I I vividly remember watching the first time these teams played and Jacoby Brissett had a field day passing on the Texans (laughs) secondary. I I could see it being, you know, this is a game I like low-key did consider as game of the week, did not pick it for that. Um, But overall, I am really excited for this one in terms of uh, we'll have a clear uh, first place team finally in this division that's everyone's been kind of battling in the middle uh, if the Colts win huge advantage for them having the 2-0 series sweep of the Texans so if they end up tying at the end of the year that I mean that could be as you know very reasonable that that could happen at this point given how these teams have played and up and down certain weeks what we've seen but I just have a hard time thinking at home on, on you know prime time that Deshaun Watson's gonna have another dot of a game like he just did yeah Right. I mean, that wasn't all his fault, obviously, but nonetheless, yeah, I mean, he, as he said kind of in his comments, like he expects more from himself, and I think they're going to bounce back. I And, the, you know, the defense for the Texans does defend the run pretty well, and uh, the Colts are a team that, I mean, last week they just destroyed the Jags on the ground. I don't think they're going to have the same success. Brissett's going to have to do more. I think they'll still score points, but I think the Texans get the win. But that three-and-a-half-point spread, again, like you said, uh, really hard to pick that as a lock. I, I, it could be a really <laughs> close game. Yeah, both teams six and four in the AFC South. It's a huge game. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think, you know, sort of mentioned earlier in the week that it's it's a must-win game for the Texans. They feel like at this point, um, if you can win this game, you're going to probably feel a lot better about your chances uh, in the AFC South, which, of course, features another uh, divisional matchup, which we'll get to uh, here in a minute. Uh, next up, uh, the normal Sunday slate here. Uh, the Dolphins at the Browns. The Browns are 10.5-point favorites in this one. You know, I guess for a lot of people, it'd be like, well, why wouldn't you just lean on this one and assume that the Browns uh, are going to beat the Dolphins by double digits? Well, uh, if you, I mean, the Browns are sort of, I, you know, I'm not ready to just completely jump on the, the bandwagon here, even though, like we mm-hmm. said, if you look at the Browns' schedule, yes, it sets up really nicely, and I still think they're probably going to be a factor in this playoff race, even at 4-6 and six right now, because their schedule does set up so well. Uh, but I still don't think they're to the point to where I'm going to say, yes, I completely believe in them to go out and win a game like this by two touchdowns. I just I don't, because as yeah. we said, I mean, the Dolphins have gotten better. I know that's hard for maybe people to believe, but it. I mean, they have gotten better. They're playing better. Um, and so, you know, with all the stuff surrounding the Browns and, and the Steelers and all that, um, I you know, I'm going to pick the Browns here, but – I obviously will tell you that I, I I can't say I'm 100% sure that they're going to cover this 10.5. I do think it's a pretty, really good chance that they win this game, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not still to that point with them to where I'm just completely sold that they're going to come out and beat teams like this like they should. 
Yep. Yeah, I mean, this is a prime example of what I'm getting at with Vegas being on point this week. Ten and a half. Like, if it had been, you know, nine, nine and a half, you're like, all right, the Browns touch on a field goal. Yeah. I could see that. But that extra half point <laughs> is really just, it's hinging it. And, yeah, I was looking at ESPNs. They have a little pick center kind of showing where most people are betting. Only 62% of uh, g- uh, gamblers are going on Cleveland on the spread right now. So, yeah. not a, not definitely a, not a sure thing. Like you said, still have... A lot of trust issues with them. I do think the Browns will win this game. I mean, they've been playing better lately. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back. A long week off, but didn't really feel like a week off uh, given everything that happened in that Thursday night game. It's still uh, leading up to right now. So uh, it's going to be – I just think they have too much talent to lose the game, but I don't by any means feel great about them winning this one by a lot. And I wouldn't be completely shocked given what we saw from the Dolphins, you know, just – a couple weeks ago in Indianapolis and some of their other games they played well against the Steelers a few weeks back too I I don't think the Dolphins are going to go away and if the Browns come out flat this could be a lot closer than uh, that 10 and a half point spread I'll tell you where it's at fantasy wise which we always throw our fantasy nuggets in here you know it's been a weird fantasy football season when I myself here went out and picked up Devontae Parker and and pretty much I, I made this move so I can drop Juju Smith-Schuster like that's where we've gotten to <laughs> In the weirdness of football and fantasy football, the guy who I picked second in my draft this year, my second pick, it's like Mm -hmm. I'm dropping him for (laughs) Devontae Parker, who we thought was going to be, you know, a wide receiver on possibly the worst team in NFL history. Uh, That's man, that's that's football, and it's uh, it's a weird Mm -hmm. season, and so uh, (laughs) that's that's something right there, and uh, yeah, that's uh, man, that 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 tells you a lot about uh, this season. So uh, another, well, I guess this game sort of in that weird scenario too, because as we keep talking about with the Falcons, who are four point favorites here at home against the Bucks, um, they have really turned it around. We you know we were talking about them being one of just the worst defensive teams we've seen in several years. They couldn't stop anyone there uh, for a while. Now they've turned it into back-to-back wins, and they get the Bucks at home here. A, a turnover-prone team, as we know, with Jameis Winston. Um, I, you know, this is one we really would have had to think about. Probably even if even if the Falcons were still struggling, mm-hmm. um, we'd still be like, well, you know, it's a home game. You've got Jameis Winston on the other side with the turnover issues. I could still see the Falcons winning. I'm not there. Like I, I am firmly picking the falcons here and it's not just because the bucks uh sort of screwed me over with my upset pick last week uh but the falcons are playing have played so well these past two games that i just don't know how you can pick against them and and as we said before i really consider this as my lock of the week which is crazy to think (laughs) yeah i actually did make it my lock of the week uh it is a week-to-week thing obviously in the nfl and yeah you can't really hold the three and seven record against the falcons given what we've seen the last two weeks anytime you come out and, and soundly beat the saints in new orleans and then go and soundly beat what's supposed to be the second best team in the division and the panthers on the road uh it can't be ignored uh and as we talked about on the last podcast their defense I mean, they, they've they risen up the DVOA, DVOA defensive rankings like no team at the bottom of the barrel usually can. It's it's usually if you're down there, you're going to probably stay. And they've just getting those seven spots up. I mean, it's pretty impressive to see into two weeks what they've been able to do. I don't know what they did in that bye week. I don't know, again, like we talked about last time, what the Falcons fans think about this season given what they've been able to do the last few weeks. But I think in this one, I'm going to pick them as my lock at four points. If it had been around six, I wouldn't have done it. But 
I think they'll win by a touchdown here. I think, like you're saying, the turnover prone uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, they forced Kyle Allen to throw a lot of picks and it just looked awful last week. So I don't see it really changing up that much on that end. Atlanta's offense is clicking, uh, you know, finding a little bit of a running game finally too. So I'm going to pick Atlanta here going away and we'll see uh, again, like we said last time, nine and seven, if they somehow went out, probably won't do it anyway, but uh, at least you have optimism for uh, Dan Quinn's uh, from his own perspective in terms of keeping his job. I had to look up a couple things here because I was thinking about it while you were talking. We're mentioning, you know, the scoring possibilities here. The Falcons have won five in a row in this series. But here are the scores of the last uh, six games they played against each other. 34 to 32, 34 to 29, <laughs> 24 to 21, 34 to 20, 43 to 28, 31 to 24. So that's the last six games they played. So if you're someone who is even considering the under in this game, I mean, history, you know, clearly speaks for itself. Here, here you go. Actually, I'm looking at this. On 51 this is crazy. <laughs> here you go. So I'm looking at this. I'm looking back all the way to 2013 here. I'm using pro football reference. Both mm-hmm. teams have scored at least 19 points in every single game dating back to, oh well, 2014. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So that's one, two, three, four. That's eight games in a row. Each team has scored oh at least gosh. 19 points. So... I mean, come on. Like, they're going to put up some points here. So I would be very surprised uh, if you have any games like that between this one. And even with as well as the Falcons' defense is playing, like we said, we know what the Bucks are capable of on offense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it could still be a high-scoring game. And, uh, yeah, but I, I am. I'm with you. I think the Falcons win this game and uh, probably feel pretty good about it. So uh, this next one, <laughs> the Broncos at the Bills. The Bills are four-point favorites in this one. I don't think you're going to be running and taking the over on this one. Uh, um, but this is ultimately what I went with as my lock of the week. And I kind of hinted at this with Dylan when we were talking before we started the show that I love Cortland Sutton. Like, I mean, if you have watched Cortland Sutton, you can't look at his stats. And even his, I mean, his stats are great. But, like, you can't just look at his stats and say, wow, he's a great player. Like, here's the thing. I, I've said this, too. He has gotten so many penalties against him from from guys who are just having to hold him to stop him. I mean, this is like, I remember the game against the Colts, like it was penalty after penalty after penalty because this guy is drawing so many penalties because no one can stop him. Here's the, the Bills, though, I think have the opportunity to at least hold him a little bit because we've seen how good they've mm-hmm. been against the pass. And so that is why I ultimately made this my lock of the week because I really do think, you know, Brandon Allen – they could struggle to score here for the Broncos, even as well as they played against the Vikings. I feel like the Bills' defense has been a little bit more trustworthy in a sense uh, when it comes against mm-hmm. the past, especially. So I'll take the Bills here uh, just because it does feel like a low-scoring game, but you feel like as well as Josh Allen's been playing, uh, John Brown, this feels like a pretty good spot for the Bills to keep things rolling. Yeah, the Bills got to win this one to keep their playoff march. As we've talked about a few times now, they got a tough stretch of schedule coming up. So this is a must win, really, um, for them to, unless they're going to, you know, beat two really top teams above them coming down this last few games of the season. Uh, yeah, I th- I'll, I'll pick the Bills, but I'm not as confident on the spread. Uh, I, the one thing the Bills have struggled with 
lately is defending the run. And so I, I think fantasy-wise, you're probably playing Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman anyway. But R- Royce Freeman especially, I think, is also a decent play this week. The The Bills have been just – I mean, the, the one game that I, re- I really think about is the Eagles game where a team that hadn't really been running the ball that well just torched them all day. I know the Broncos aren't the Eagles. They don't have that same offensive line. But they have been – you know, if they do anything okay on offense, it's been run the ball. They're a little bit tougher week against Minnesota. But uh, as we saw, they, they came out strong last week and probably should have won that game. I, I expect them to have kind of a little bit of a letdown. And I think, you know, coming off that game, it's going to be tough. Another two straight road games for Denver. I think Buffalo will get the win. But that it just wasn't enough for me to really feel, again, that four-point spread. It's right around that, that mark. Like, if it had been three, maybe I would have done it. Or three and a half. But four, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> how, how crazy is this? The over-under for this opened at 35. <laughs> it's, a, it's up to 37 and a half now. But that just tells nope. you all you need to know. Like, it opened at 35, oh which... I have to think, like I, I would be willing to guess that's that's like a top five in terms of lowest over unders, just in the, in the opening number, probably all season. Mm-hmm. I would have to assume. Um, that's ridiculous. So yeah, even though it's moved to thirty seven and a half, that's nuts. So uh, yeah, don't be. Hope you like punts. Yes, uh, lots <laughs> of punts. And if you're a fantasy person, uh, probably not playing anyone except for Josh Allen, John Brown, and Corlin Sutton. Like, that's probably all you're playing here um, because I don't know that you can trust anybody else to, to produce significant numbers uh, in a game like this. Uh, speaking of that, <laughs> the Giants at the Bears. Um, the Bears are six-point favorites in this one. You would think that this could sort of be an offensive explosion for the for the Bears because mm-hmm. I mean again the Giants defense is terrible and you again you would think that this is a really good spot for the Bears offense to exploit some weaknesses. I I just I mean look you would I, I guess too like we probably should have considered this like if you just look at it and say well that's probably a lock i mean the bears are at home they're playing the giants uh you know they've got a rookie quarterback and still there's no way i'm trusting the bears here to cover this six point spread and i'm certainly not trusting them to go out and score 35 like a lot of teams probably could do in the same scenario um I mean, we've said it, Dylan. You know, the Bears' defense has played better, but they still are not the Bears' defense of a season ago. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess the problem for the Giants, though, is is Saquon Barkley completely healthy? We don't know that. Daniel Jones on the road. Uh, Evan Ingram, you know, is he completely healthy? There's just so many injury situations for the Giants. You can't trust them here, but you almost feel like they're probably going to be in this game just because the Bears just aren't good enough offensively. Yeah, I feel so bad for the Bears defense. I mean, kind of said the same thing last year, but uh, even though they've struggled more this year than they did a year ago, they've done, you know, they're still a top five, top ten unit in the NFL. And if their offense, it's it's funny, just like, if you guys could just score like, you know, 14 points, maybe, like 13's yeah. fine, whatever. Whatever you can muster, like, we'll probably be in good shape in, in these kind of games. I don't feel confident that they'll cover, but I do think the Bears defense, out, out of the four, outside of special teams, out of the four units in this game, there's only there's three that are pretty pretty sub subpar at this point and one that's outstanding so i mean it, it makes picking the bears uh, kind of an easy decision for me but i i won't be shocked if the giants you know if trubisky plays really bad and if they score you know literally no points on offense pretty much um if the, i wouldn't be surprised the giants are able to get like at least a couple little things here and there 
more likely than not they'll they'll turn the ball over to Chicago and it'll set up Chicago uh, the Bears in positions where they won't really have a choice to score. But uh, it's not going to be a pretty one, I don't think. It's this isn't one of those classic you know giant Bears games from maybe the '80s going back. This is going to be a little bit more brutal. See, that's the thing. Like I, I still don't know if people completely realize like the Bears are fourth in the NFL in scoring defense. They're only giving up yep. seventeen point yep. four points per game. But it's and that's what their offense putting them in terrible exactly. situations constantly. It's just I mean it. it does and it's like just think about even if they had an average offense they would probably have you know at least three or four more wins or something it's just oh sign teddy bridgewater do it yes like it's (laughs) awful and i don't know so it's been a frustrating season for bears fans and um you know we we talk about the playoff race and all that it's just i mean come on they're four and six i mean even if they win this game it's just in in the nfc this year it's just really hard you've got to like i said we know how many sort of elite teams there are that already have already to eight wins you've got what is Mm -hmm. it uh the vikings are eight and three uh, seattle eight and two niners nine and one packers eight and two that's just off the top of my head so you've got five teams that are to at least eight (laughs) wins so it's like you know sorry bears fans i just it's probably not happening so uh not with this offense um um, next up, the Steelers are at the Bengals. Uh, the Steelers are six-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Uh, again, another one you probably look at on the surface and feel like, well, this may be a pretty good pick for lock of the week, but uh, look at the injury situation for the Steelers. Um, they are just completely decimated right now uh, with injuries where it looks like you know James Conner, Deontay Johnson, Juju, I guess when we look at it right now, Dylan, I don't, I don't know who of this group's going to play. I guess Deontay Johnson probably has the best chance of the trio. Yep. Um, but again, without Connor, without Juju Smith-Schuster, going into a game like this, I mean, you can't trust the Steelers. I don't think because you just don't know what they're going to do on offense. We already know about the issues with Mason Rudolph. Just, I mean, he hasn't been, mm-hmm. you know, good enough. He has been accurate enough. There's just been a lot of issues. Uh, in the passing game period and you go into a team like the Bengals who yes they lost at the Raiders but again they didn't play terrible and so uh, I'm still playing the the Steelers defense in my fantasy leagues let me point that out for anybody that's on the fence but (laughs) I this could be a really ugly game because I don't know that there's going to be many points at all scored in this one yeah, it's, it's close to the game we just talked about a second ago. The over-under, at least on ESPN's, uh, on their site, says 39. So no, no one's really expecting a lot of points here, fantasy-wise. Unless you have the Steelers defense, I'm not sure who else you're really going to play in this one. I picked the Steelers to win, but uh, the, you know the Bengals, like you just said, they, they I, I'm not going to say it was just the Raiders playing bad. I think the Bengals actually did some things well on defense that I did not expect, and uh, you know they still need to put up 10 points, and I think that's going to be a, a reason for concern against the Steelers defense. And the Steelers have been great at forcing turnovers. Another you know awful offensive line for them to exploit as they did. I think the earlier in the year when they faced each other, it was something like eight or nine sacks that the Steelers racked up against Cincinnati. So it's probably going to be ugly. They probably will cover, but didn't feel comfortable enough to make it my lock of the week just because I don't really trust their offense still. Yeah, there's just a lot of lot of issues with the offense and knowing the injury situation, like we said. Um, it's it's not a great spot for the Steelers because they are. I mean, they're you know they're fighting for their playoff spot too. Um, mm-hmm. And certainly if you lose a game like this, uh, it's not good. So uh, it may be an ugly one, but uh, you still feel like the Steelers should have enough uh, at least to, to beat a, a struggling Bengals team here although 
the more I think about it, I, I feel like this is this is that spot where if, if there's going to be an upset, if the Bengals are going to beat someone right here, I feel like this is a good setup for them coming off of not playing terrible uh, at the Raiders. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I'm certainly not brave enough to pick that one, that's for sure. Uh, the Panthers at the Saints. The Saints are not half point favorites in this one. I think the original line was at like 10 or 10.5. Um, which or maybe it got up to ten at one point. I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was ten before I adjusted it right before we recorded. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, like I, I well, I, I thought about it. Like I, I'm looking at this line here. I'm like, you know what? That could be a lock of the week because I do feel like the Saints probably <laughs> win this game by double digits. Yeah. But then again, I, I remember that Christian McCaffrey's on the other side, and, and this guy at any moment can can break away and score a touchdown. So uh, maybe I don't want to go that far, but I do feel pretty good about the Saints' chances here. Uh, we saw just you know how poorly Kyle Allen played against the Falcons, and now they go on the road uh, in that you know dome and just a crazy rowdy atmosphere. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. feel good about the Panthers' chances here. No, I'm really excited for as an Alvin Kamara fantasy owner for this one. Panthers, <laughs> as we talked about, w- the worst team in the NFL in DVOA against the run on defense. So uh, Latavius Murray should also have a big one. I think New Orleans is in a great great position here to you know win going away. Uh, again, you're right. Like I did consider making this a lock. Uh, I, given what Kyle Allen's done, I've, I've, as I've said before, I th- you know we had the one Atlanta game, but the Saints defense is still pretty underrated. They're still fifth in DVOA, one of the more balanced team teams against defending the run and the pass, which makes it you know McCaffrey can go off against anyone, but it's not going to be easy in this one. They're really going to be keen on in on him. I think Kyle Allen, obviously his there's no way his. Um, confidence was not shaken by that performance against atlanta last week it was yeah. it was ugly it was uh, brutal there's no one's really talking about him for sure being their long-term quarterback now after that one um given how you know all the stuff about possibly trading cam so we'll see how it goes but i, I believe new orleans will cover if i if i had the bet on one or the other i would pick new orleans i'm just not going to quite make it my luck but <laughs> like you just said I, I do feel this is probably the one that if i if i was going to flip my lock of the week this is one i would do it for yeah, now that it's down to that number, nine and a half below double digits, you probably feel pretty good about their chances here uh, on that one. So uh, we'll see uh, how that unfolds there in New Orleans. The Raiders, two and a half point favorites at the Jets. And uh, all right, here we go. So this is one of the upsets I guess I have for the week. <laughs> and it's it's really crazy to think about because I, mine, my thinking for this is I do think the, the, the Raiders are a different team. Like, they, they played with a different sort of mentality. Um, you know, we, we've seen them win the games they should win for the most part. Um, but, but I don't know, man. It's just like I can't shake this feeling that the Raiders are sitting here right now. It's, you know, right there at the top. Uh, they You know, them and the Chiefs, they both have four losses it's like you know what it's just i don't know i really like this raiders team but i just get a sense that this is that game where they go into new york uh the jets crazy enough uh have a little bit of confidence right now at three and seven and mm-hmm. i I'm, I'm gonna just i'm gonna go with it i'm gonna say the jets win this game uh i'm sorry raiders fans i love this team i really don't want to pick against you here but uh, I've got to. I've got to tell you that I just. I get a sense that this is that spot where we're like, uh oh, maybe the Raiders aren't a playoff team at this point because they're going to lose a game yeah. uh, in this spot. 
If the Raiders' offense plays like it did a week ago, they're in big trouble because the Jets' defense quietly has, uh, you know, I always reference the DVOA stuff. They've risen all the way to 11th on defense in the NFL, which is pretty impressive given the state of their team overall. They they still struggle to defend the pass, so I think uh, if you, I'm not going to be sitting Darren Waller or anyone on, uh, you know pass any pass catchers for the Raiders here Derek Carr should probably have a decent game but like you said there's a weird feeling it's a you know early start time it's it's probably going to be pretty chilly there in New York uh 47 so not too bad actually on the tele on the uh, uh what the weather will be so I I just I'm picking the Raiders I maybe I'm a little biased in terms of I just want the Raiders to be good for the for the NFL itself and just uh, here in California, a lot of Raider fans, obviously. So it's been fun watching this team and seeing them, you know, kind of defy some of the expectations from earlier in the year. The Jets, I uh, still, you know, that yes, they beat the Cowboys in the last two weeks. They look fantastic, but they beat the, you know, they beat the Redskins. <laughs> uh, you know, they did not have uh, two really quality opponents that they just faced. Obviously, they've they, they, we have seen Sam Darnold play pretty well against these uh, subpar defenses, and the Raiders secondary, as we talked about, has been a concern. But on the flip side, the Jets have a bad offensive line, and Max Crosby and, and those guys up front are really figuring it out for the Raiders' uh, defense. I, I don't, I think that could be a pretty big difference maker in terms of making up for possibly the Raiders offense being a little shaky to start this one and I think they'll at least find a way to get the win and stay in that hunt for a playoff spot pulling up the weather report here it looks like it's going to be 48 and a 50 percent chance of rain the entire game in this one so um you know I guess in a sense that actually may benefit the, the Raiders a little bit but uh because yeah. you, you know you do have I mean it's crazy I mean I know we're saying that but it's like I feel a lot better about Josh Jacobs than I do Le'Veon Bell right now. And so um, mm-hmm. when you think about it in that regard, you know, maybe it's a, it's an opportunity for the Raiders. So we'll see. I'm going to take a chance there uh, with the Jets. But uh, this is a big game for the Raiders. If they can win this one, they are going to feel really good about where they're at um, with, uh, you know, five games to, to go in the season. So uh, next up, the Seahawks at the Eagles. The Eagles are a point favorite in this one. Um, about right, I guess. This is, you know, two teams that mm-hmm. certainly – uh, still feel like that they have a lot of opportunity. We've we've talked a lot about the Eagles' deficiencies to this point at five and five, um, but you know this it is it's a huge game for for the Eagles, and really mm-hmm. it's a big game for the Seahawks because you know they're trying to fight to to get home field advantage, and um, the Eagles are fighting to get a playoff spot. And if you're the Eagles, you don't want to fall to five and six. Uh, but like we said, their schedule does seem to be a little bit better these last several weeks uh, than some of these other teams. I just don't know that I trust the Eagles' offense enough yeah. right now uh, to be able to, to win this game. And and I trust Russell Wilson more, uh, knowing that I don't know. I just I, I it's just hard so hard to pick against Russell Wilson here. Yeah, I think for the Eagles, uh, the big thing for them, if you're going to be confident and they're still getting into the playoffs, which it's going to have to be through the through unless they i mean if they win this game they got a shot to get a wild card berth but more likely than not if the eagles are going to make the playoffs it's going to be as a division winner they got some easier games coming up and i will say their defense has really come around and yes the patriots have struggled against a lot of uh, teams this year uh, moving the ball but i was really i'm really impressed with what they've done they've moved up into the top 10 of all these rankings defensively so for philadelphia i think if they can get 
if they find a way to win this one, I'm feeling really good actually, given their schedule compared to the Cowboys about them winning the division. If they don't, and I'm not picking them, I'm picking Seattle here just because of Russell Wilson. I have start decided at this point, unless it's unless it's the Patriots, I'm probably not going to be picking against them very often um, with with him out there. I mean, yes, the defense is great, but you know, going into that 49er game, that was one of the best secondaries in the NFL, one of the best teams at stopping the pass, and it just does not matter when it's Russell Wilson, whether it be with a pinpoint passes or giving enough time so that pass rush doesn't make the same impact that it really does on other guys he's just incredible i think they're going to keep rolling uh, i've stopped you know yes i know their defense is still probably going to be their achilles heel in terms of them in the playoffs and what they do but i think in this one i'm just going to go with russell wilson just have a gut at this point that i can't go against but if well I, you know it should be a really good one i think this is po- another one of those possible games of the week yeah, I was about to say, it's uh, it should be one of the better games of the week, and that's what I was going to say. Well, we could certainly look at this and say this could be a game of the week because uh, it's two teams that feel like, you know, for what they're playing for, they, they could really use mm-hmm. a win here. And, uh, yeah, it should, should be a good game. Uh, we'll see how it unfolds there. Uh, for those two, uh, next up, before we, hold on, before we get to this one, I was looking at the weather report some more. I'm trying to put on my meteorology hat here. We were mentioning the Broncos and the Bills and how crazy that over-under was. Well, there is a, you know, there's like a 30% chance of rain, and it could be a windy affair for the Broncos and the Bills. So maybe we take that over-under down to like 20. Um, (laughs) So we'll see. Now, it doesn't look too crazy, but it's, you know, winds 14 miles an hour, uh, maybe some rain. Mm, that could be uh, jump jump on the under, folks. Just just jump on it. That that could be one where you just don't get a lot of points scored in that one. Um, speaking, I guess speaking of that, uh, the Lions are at the Redskins. The Lions three and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, Dylan, let's go ahead and chalk this up as the the uh, 40, 41 and a half by the way is the over under on this one the Jeff Driscoll and Bo Scarborough game <laughs> um, that's what I am labeling this because I'm going to pick the Lions um, I, I don't know I mean well, we really know what we're going to get in this game. Uh, I just yeah. I trust the Lions offense way more I know the Redskins uh, well, I will say that I mean to an extent you know Darius Geis is back but I just don't I just don't see it. Like Dwayne Haskins, we've mentioned, he's just not there yet. Um, I, I don't trust their their offense. Even against a defense that just let the, get shredded by the Cowboys, uh, the Redskins' offense is not the Cowboys' offense. So I'm going to just lean on Jeff Driscoll, Bo Scarborough. Never thought I'd be saying that. Uh, that pairing together at, in Week 12. Uh, but, I, you know, I feel like that's going to be enough for, for the Lions to get the win here. Yeah, you know, it probably will, but I had to get one big upset in here. So my upset of the week is the Redskins, the team I said I wouldn't pick against anyone, including the Dolphins. I am picking them to to win, not only cover, but beat the Detroit Lions here. Uh, There's not a lot of uh, thought that went into this other than yeah, they've had a lot of ugly games at home. The weather, again, I think there's not there's a lower percentage chance of rain, but it's still going to be cold, still going to probably be an ugly field as it always is at FedEx. And the Lions, uh, you know, Jeff Driscoll can't. I just. I have a hard time believing he can keep this going. That's two straight weeks now. Even even against the Bears, he looked pretty solid. He's just been kind of getting the. You know, doing things all right, and um, you know, I, I just. I just think that's going to catch up to him at a certain point. Washington. Yeah. Yes. They. You know. Early in the year, there were a few games where I was. We were kind of saying like, you know, they're they're bad, but they're not as bad as we think. Then they've really fallen out of it and uh, become kind of the team we expected. But I. I just have a feeling this. It's just there's always like that kind of one game each week where there's a team that 
has been playing so bad and they just come out with a little more intensity a lot more you know just uh, there's neither of these teams are really playing for much at this point but for the Redskins I feel like like the Lions at least have kind of fallen out of the playoff you know with Stafford getting injured and all these losses racking up now for a team that really early in the year had a lot going for them I think they may be starting to check out a bit at this point in the season whereas the Redskins you're, everyone's talking crap on you everyone's saying <laughs> including uh, including myself that you can't win so I, I think they're going to at least find a way to do it I, I'm not feeling like confident enough to make a bet on this mm-hmm. so I wouldn't it's just going to be my upset pick of the week here yeah it's going to be ugly i think we can agree on that uh it's probably not yeah. going to be the most exciting game of the week and uh yeah we just there's just trust issues on both sides so uh flip a coin on this one i'll take the Lions. still i'll take the redskins uh just whichever one of us you like more just go with that um the jags at the titans the titans are three and a half point favorites in this one uh, Dylan, I'm glad you updated the, this number here because I think it was at three. Now at three mm-hmm. and a half, I definitely am not considering the Titans here as my lock of the week. Uh, I, I said I would consider it, you know, when it was at three because I don't know. I, I do feel like the Titans should win this game, but it goes back to what has been a theme on 20 plus episodes of this podcast so far is that every time I feel that way, they turn around and just have a clunker. And, you know, the Jags played not great at the Colts last week. Uh, but with DJ Chark playing as well as he's playing, you know they're going to run the ball a bit more in this game. They didn't run it enough against the Colts. Um, you know, I could see the Jags winning it, but I'll just go <laughs> I'll go with the Titans here, um, which I guess is, is not something that you feel confident in saying ever. Uh, but they're at home. Uh, they're in this race, like we say, in the AFC South. Uh, if they can get a win here, uh, then they're moving a step closer to possibly, you know, having a chance to win that division and get in the playoffs. Yeah, it's crazy to, to think. I mean, it, it is kind of what I said at the beginning of the year when I picked the Titans to win the division. I don't think they're going to now. But, I, again, they always just kind of stick around. They always just find a way to win those games that you don't think they will. They'll lose the teams they shouldn't lose to. Yet here they are. So um, I'm picking I'm picking Tennessee. They're, uh, you know, their defense still is solid against the run. They haven't, you know, played up to maybe the expectations at the beginning of the year, but they're still a better team at defending the run. And we saw last week when the Jags can't run the ball, it's been kind of ugly. Nick Foles is still pretty rusty. We'll see if he's able to come back and look better in this one. But I, uh, you know, they played that game early this year on that Thursday night, and that was the it was like holding uh, session. Like every there was just so many holding calls. You had Tom Brady, everyone tweeting about how unwatchable it was. I think now they're they're letting the guys get away with it a bit more. Those those holes are going to be open up for Derrick Henry. He's going to be leading both of my fantasy teams to victories this week. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Titans mostly because I, I just don't really trust Jacksonville at this point. Uh, you know, certain times this year, like wow, they you know they're kind of a sneaky team, and now. They, they fell off to, to really get beat down by the Colts as they did. That was rough to watch. And the Titans still, you know, they've beaten some good teams. And as much as I won't be shocked if they just fall back to their uh, old ways and choke this one, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and pick them to win this one. Well, I'd just like everyone to remember who told you to get on the DJ Chark train early in the season. <laughs> uh, he was an early fantasy waiver wire pickup and uh he has really panned out uh, that's for sure he's been a lot of fun to watch there in that offense um all right the cowboys at the patriots uh, my game of the week here six and a half point favorites the patriots at home 
Um, you know, this is a game, certainly, where you, you think about it. This is legitimately, uh, you know, a potential Super Bowl preview type of game uh, if the Cowboys mm-hmm. can can put it all together, although uh, we know there are several other teams ahead of them right now in the NFC. Uh, and you just don't, you know, you, you see where their offense is at, and you still, though, have your questions uh, about, you know, kind of how, I don't know. You know. There are still questions with this team. Can you completely trust them? And I think, you know, we, we see how they play in some of these games. You know, the loss at home to the Vikings. And then last week, even the win at the Lions, there were still like, you know, you should win this game mm-hmm. by a little bit more and you should uh, be able to close games out a little bit better. Um, and so that's why I'm picking the Patriots here because it's just, you know, you just don't pick against the Patriots at home. It's just not something that you do. Um, you know, no matter how well Dak's playing, you're just not doing it. Uh, you know, Patriots have had their problems on offense, and um, I, you know, the, the Cowboys defense looked really good uh, at times, and uh, mm-hmm. you could see this here as a scenario. But the, the, to me, the the factor here is that um, the Cowboys aren't playing the Lions; they're not playing, you no. know, the Giants or the Redskins. Uh, they're playing the Patriots defense, and as we know, uh, it's been a defense that's sort of been like un, unlike any other this year, aside from a Lamar Jackson game. Um, so I feel pretty confident here in picking the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Patriots as well. As we have talked about a number of times, Dallas still not really beating any good team so far. <laughs> They've struggled immensely against their, their toughest competition, and it's not going to be any easier on the road in this one. Easily the biggest test for Dak in that offense. And, you know, they struggled against a, a New Orleans defense, as we were talking about, top five or six. This this defense is even better, uh, both stopping the run and the pass. It does not help uh, weather-wise. We're talking about forecasts. It's, by the time this game starts, it's going to be dipping close to 40 degrees. There's 90% chance of rain. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be brutal out there and you, you might think that could work possibly to Dallas being able to run the ball but I and that's one thing again New England if there's any uh, spot in their defense that you can try to exploit it is running so Zeke's gonna have to have a big day if they want to have any shot I just don't see it happening I think with all the all the elements back at home uh, it's gonna be everyone's gonna be watching this game I mean it's there's only two games on in the afternoon window it's this and the Jacks Titans and no offense to that game I, I love my AFC South teams <laughs> but I'm gonna definitely be more tuned into this matchup uh, I think the offense for the Patriots probably won't have the biggest day but they Tom Brady is not a guy that ever struggles throwing the ball in rain snow anything like that so I think they'll be able to do everything they want to normally that we haven't really seen Dak play many games in this kind of atmosphere that kind of weather so gonna pick the Patriots I think um, overall I I won't I did actually consider making this my lock of the week because again I just I really I need to see Dallas beat a good team (laughs) before I'm gonna feel too confident about them in these matches yeah still crazy to think about and like you said that offense against this defense the Patriots through 10 games you know allowing 10.8 points per game it's just it's absurd it's it's ridiculous <laughs> i mean they're they're allowing it's just yeah it's something else um they've given up 108 total points through 10 games so mm-hmm. um i mean lamar jackson scored that probably in two weeks against the dolphins and the texans i guess he's probably <laughs> you know they, they've probably accomplished that so um yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah, that defense is something um speaking of defenses the packers at the 49ers this is the sunday night game the niners are three point favorites in this one um, you know, this could certainly be a game of the week. I see that, Dylan, this is your game of the week. Um, yep. I, I considered this, too, as well. Um, this was a hard one for me because we talk about the Niners. You know, they had that game against the Seahawks. We said they could come out not necessarily flat against the Cardinals, but you could see the Cardinals hanging with them, and they did for, for the, you know, the entire game pretty much. Um, and you, I guess you wonder if that's just a one-week sort of thing, sort of the hangover after the – 
the um, you know the game against the Seahawks, or are there legitimate concerns? And I don't think there are legitimate concerns with the Niners, but I'm going to take the Packers here as my upset of the week because I, I just get a sense that you know prime time the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. I, I, you know, I mean, here's the deal. I like Aaron Rodgers better than I do Jimmy G at this point. And yeah. so that's for me is the common denominator here. Although, as we know, the defenses are, are much different, at least in a sense that the yeah. Niners defense has been a lot more easy to trust than the Packers defense. So I guess you could look at it that way. I will take a chance, though, on the Packers winning this game. Uh, I've just seen it too many times from Aaron Rodgers at this point during his career. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't blame you, and I really, uh, you know, for the sake of the NFC race and making this more interesting, it would probably be better almost if the Packers win. You'd have the 49ers possibly being tied with Seattle. You'd have all these teams racing for the number one, two seeds. It'll be a, it'll be more chaos than if the 49ers kind of separate themselves from Green Bay. I am picking the the Niners. Yeah, like you said, my game of the week. I'm uh, so excited for this one. I mean, this is a po- possible NFC title game, NFC divisional game kind of matchup here. Uh, two teams that. At, at certain times this year, like, as you said, like the, the Niners almost dropped that game to the Cardinals. We saw the Packers play like absolute crap against the Chargers and get their butts whooped. Yep. So these teams have had, the, you know, shown that in one week they can kind of fall off. I think both teams will rise to the occasion. Uh, this kind of came down to um, from what we've seen with the Packers against some of these better defenses in terms of pass rush and secondaries they haven't really done they've still been able to move the ball but it hasn't been it wasn't like Russell Wilson I don't I don't expect Aaron Rodgers to kind of be able to do some of the things Wilson did yes he he's very versatile in the pocket and he can make a lot of different things happen I just think it's going to be a rougher go for them as an offense if they're going to win they're really going to need Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones to get going big time which absolutely could happen I I, I just I, th- I have a little more trust in the 49ers defense I think the, the Packers defense over the course of the year they're really a, a team that has struggled defending the run which plays right into Kyle Shanahan's hands so that that's another big part for me in picking the Niners here but overall I, I won't be shocked whoever wins I'm just going to enjoy this one yep uh, it's going to be a fun one there's no doubt definitely I know a lot of people will be watching and it could uh, I mean look it could be a, a preview of the uh, NFC title game so uh, we'll yeah. see how it unfolds there another one I know you're excited to watch Dylan that's the game uh, we wrap yep. up here with i know you'll be there with your lamar jackson jersey on uh rooting on your (laughs) boy uh the ravens at the rams (laughs) the ravens are three point favorites in this one uh i don't know what it says about the rams and the fact that i did not even take more than a couple seconds to need my pick on this one um (laughs) i I just i guess it kind of tells you where these two teams are at right now and how much confidence i have in lamar jackson even though as we keep saying i do feel like the rams defense kind of probably isn't getting enough credit right now um, yeah. for the way they play because I think people have been so zoned in on the the offense and the struggles mm-hmm. that they've had on offense. They kind of forget, you know, it's it's not to the Bears' extent, but it's sort of a somewhat similar situation, I guess, in yeah. that we focus so much on the struggling offense that we forget that the defense is pretty good. Um, so you'll certainly see the Rams try some different things to, to slow down Lamar Jackson. The problem is a lot of people have tried some things to slow him down, and it just hasn't worked very well to this point. Uh, the Ravens have won six in a row, and I just I just think they're going to find a way to get it done here. 
yeah, I'm picking the Ravens as well. Obviously, uh, in that moment in that stadium, I won't be uh, won't be hoping that's the case. But I, I just they're at this point they're the the best team. They're playing the best football in the NFL. Uh, there's, I don't think that's really a, up for debate whether they're the best team will win the Super Bowl. That's obviously we'll see what happens. But at this point, the, these last few weeks have just been so ridiculous. The defense has really come around as well, which makes this a game that I. I, I considered making my lock of the week. Now, part of why I'm a little hopeful for the Rams and just a little more hesitant picking the Ravens to cover, uh, yes, they, they completely ran right through the Patriots' defense, but it's a very different it's, – it's almost the opposite of, of the Rams' defense. Both teams are solid at, at one thing. The, the, the Patriots are solid at stopping the run, but it is their one weakness. The, the Rams are solid at stopping the pass, but it's a little more weakness. They are much better at stopping the run. No one's really run on the Rams this year, which is completely different th- from years past. Uh, you'd think with Aaron Donald – that wouldn't be the case, but uh, it's more of the nose tackle and different things. Sebastian Day has been such a huge part of that, what they've been able to do on that side of the ball. I, I, I still anticipate the Ravens scoring a good amount of points. I think it just might be a little bit more through the air. So for Mark Andrews, fantasy owners, Marquise Brown, all those guys, I, I think this could be their chance to, to do some big things. Um, on the flip side for the Rams, I, I wouldn't play Malcolm Brown behind Gurley, but this is definitely what the Rams are definitely going to try to run the ball quite a bit. If there's anything the Ravens defense lately has not been able to do all that well is defend the run. They're 25th in DVOA against the run, third against the pass. So I don't think Jared Goff, if, if you're still hoping for that Cooper Cup explosion game or uh, Gerald Everett to kind of fill in a tight end for you, I, I just don't see this being the week. They're going to be able to pass the ball incredibly well. I think the Rams are going to be very focused on finding kind of what they did against Chicago, finding that running game where they're not really doing the zone blocking schemes. They're doing a lot more double teams and guys and uh, starting to just kind of hit people right in the mouth, going straight at them. It's not going to be pretty. It might be a longer physical game, but I, that's going to be the Rams game plan. I, but at the end of the day, uh, it's Lamar Jackson. He's the MVP <laughs> along with Russell Wilson. I think 1A, 1B, however you want to order them. And I'm not going to pick against the Ravens in this one. Yep, uh, it does. It feels like a good spot for the Ravens. Lamar on prime time. You know ESPN's loving it um, to get this guy uh, on the Monday night game. Uh, it will be a lot of fun, no doubt, there in Los Angeles. So, all right, that wraps it up. Our uh, our picks from uh, week 12 here in the NFL. Uh, should be another fun week, like we said. Possibly a week where, uh, you know, you have a lot of games that could uh, go different directions here, and so uh, that will make it very exciting. Uh, Dylan, before we wrap up, uh, we've got a lot of great stuff over Clutch Points. Uh, let everybody know uh, where they can find all of our stuff yeah so you can go to clutchpoints.com to the nfl uh, tab there for all of our nfl coverage uh, search fantasy football we'll still have stardom cinema articles more advice uh, more stuff about injuries and all that um, i know you know a couple weeks here to kind of try to secure buys or even just get in the playoffs so hopefully you're still in the race hopefully you're not on the outside and just trying to be a spoiler but if you are uh, take that role to heart yeah for the sake of the league you'd, you'd want the other teams in your league to do it if you're flipped around um and the, yeah in terms of our podcast uh, we appreciate all the listeners you can on the website we have a podcast tab with all four clutch points podcasts can be found there you can also find us at any of the general you know apple uh, Spotify, iTunes, all the places uh, you usually listen to the podcast. So we appreciate it all. And yeah, it uh, should be a fun week here. A lot of, like we said, a lot of games. Maybe there's not a ton that will be um, interesting in terms of the outcome and some of these bigger spreads. But at least if you're gambling on the spreads, a lot of tough <laughs> decisions to make. Yeah, um, it is. That's for sure. And like you said, fantasy owners, um, hopefully you're kind of where Dylan and I are right now. What are we in? A, I think we're in a three-way tie for first three-way tie for in first. the clutch points league uh so uh we're feeling pretty good about where we're at uh, i can't say the same in my family league 
uh, where I am somehow battling it out with three different people just to make the playoffs. Uh, so we'll see. I, I need a I need a big week from uh, from our guy Cortland Sutton. I'll tell you that. Um, anyways, uh, yes, check all that stuff out at Clutch Points. Um, like Dylan said, lots of great stuff going up over there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and uh, yes, we will talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.